Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, The inevitable. What is the inevitable? And what will make you know what the inevitable is? Welcome to Before the Trumpet. I am Shu'aib and I am pleased to take you on a journey through the texts of the Qur'an and Sunnah, tracing the signs that lead to the final hour and events of the inevitable. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala al-mab'uthi rahmatan lil'alameen. Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihadihi wa qtada bi sunnati ila yawmiddin wa ba'd. Welcome back. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to our series on the signs before the day of Qiyamah. And alhamdulillah, this is the last and the final episode for this series. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us whatever effort has been made in putting it together. And for the entire team, those that have inspired it and those that have put it together behind the scenes, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward one and all immensely. Nonetheless, this final episode, we will now inshallah begin the discussion with the balance that will be set up on the day of Qiyamah to weigh people's deeds. Imam Qurtubi rahimahullah said that when the reckoning would have been completed, the deeds will be weighed. The weighing will be for the purpose of requital, so it should come after the reckoning. The Prophet said that the balance will be set up on the day of Qiyamah, and even if the heavens and the earth were to be weighed in it, they would fit. The angels will say, O Lord, who will be weighed in this? Allah will say, Whoever I will among my creation. The angels will say, Glory be to you. We did not worship you as you deserved to be worshipped. Elsewhere, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned numerous traditions regarding the balance that will be set up on the day of Qiyamah. Now, regarding the Mizan ibn Hajar, Asqalani rahimahullah said that Abu Ishaq al-Zajjaj said that the Ahl sunnah wal-Jama'ah are unanimously agreed on belief in the balance and that the deeds of mankind will be weighed in it on the day of Qiyamah and that it has a tongue and two pans in which deeds will be weighed. Now there is a difference of opinion amongst the ulama. What is it that is going to be weighed in the balance? So some were of the opinion that which will be weighed on the day of Qiyamah are the deeds themselves. They will take on a physical shape and will be placed in the balance. And of course, there are a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ to prove this. Number two, there are those who are of the opinion that which will be weighed is the doer of the actions himself. And the texts indicate that people will be weighed on the day of Qiyamah and that they will be heavy or light according to their faith and not according to the size of their bodies or how much flesh and fat that they have. And yet there's a third opinion, that which will be weighed is the records of deeds. And there is also proof for this as well. But nonetheless, this balance will be established on the day of Qiyamah. And the deeds which will be most heavy when placed on the balance on the day of Qiyamah, 
What are those deeds so that you and I can aspire to do a lot of those deeds so that our pans, the pan of our good deeds on the balance on the day of Qiyamah will outweigh the other pan of bad deeds. So the Prophet ﷺ said the hadith of Abu Darda anhu, that the heaviest thing that will be placed in a person's balance on the day of Qiyamah is good manners and Allah hates the obscene immoral person in the hadith of Sahih Bukhari the Prophet ﷺ said two words which are light on the tongue but will weigh heavily in the balance and they are beloved to the most merciful they all they are subhanallahi wa bihamdihi subhanallahi al-azim so we also find in a hadith of uh, Imam Bukhari rahimahullah, whoever keeps a horse for the sake of Allah, out of faith in Allah and believing in His promise, its eating and drinking, its defecation and urination will all be hasanat in the palace on the day of Qiyamah. So this is what we have in regards to the balance that will be established on the day of Qiyamah. Now the hawd, the pond of the Prophet ﷺ. Regarding the pond, the ahadith that we have, Abdullah ibn Amr narrated that the Prophet ﷺ said that my hawd, my pond is as big as a month's journey and its corners are like the same. And meaning, in other words, it is square-shaped with all its sides of equal length. And its water is whiter than milk, and its fragrance is better than musk. Its drinking vessels are like the stars of the sky. Whoever drinks from it will never feel thirsty again. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those fortunate ones. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu related that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, My hawd, my pond is greater than the distance between Aylah and Adan. Now one is a city of Aqaba in Jordan and one is Adan in Yemen. So it is whiter than snow and sweeter than honey with milk. It's drinking vessels number more than the stars. And I will prevent other people from coming to it just as a man prevents the camels of other people from coming to his trough. So they said, O Messenger of Allah, Will you recognize us on that day? And he said, Yes, you will have a sign that no other nation has. You will come to me with white faces and limbs from the traces of wudu, the ghurran muhajjaloon, which we made mention of earlier on. So in another hadith, the hadith of Sahih Muslim, we find from Anas radiallahu anhu that in his pond you will see vessels of gold and silver as numerous as the stars and the sky. And another hadith from Sahih Muslim from Thoban, the Prophet was asked about it to drink. So he said that it is whiter than milk and sweeter than runny honey. And it has pipes leading into it from paradise, one of gold and the other of silver. So who will those people be that will come yet they will be prevented from doing so. There will be amongst the people that come to the Prophet's hawd who will be rejected. So the Prophet said, I will be the first amongst you to reach the pond, the hawd, and some men among you will come to me. But when I offer them something to drink, it will be snatched away from them in front of me. I will say, O oh Lord, my companions, he will say, you do not know what they did 
after you were gone. And there are other ahadith that in which the Prophet ﷺ made the same point. So who were these people? Imam Bukhari Bab Muslim rahimahullah mentioned and another hadith in which Rasulullah ﷺ describes to us these people, a group of my companions, or he ﷺ said, a group from my ummah, they'll come to me on the day of Qiyamah, and they will be pushed away from the hawd. And I will say, oh Lord, my companions, he will say, you have no knowledge of what they did after you were gone. They became apostate, renegades. They left the fold of Islam and they turned on their heels. And according to another report, they will then be taken away. And this is what it's going to be like on the day of Qiyamah with the hawd of the Prophet ﷺ. So now the final gathering to the place of the eternal abode, whether it's paradise, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us al-jannah, al-firdaus, al-a'la without even being taken into account into reckoning on the day of Qiyamah or for others it'll be hell. What will it be? So every nation will be told to follow that which it used to worship in this world. This day comes to an end, the day of Qiyamah. The people are gathered either to paradise or may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us to hell. These are the final places which people will reach. The Prophet ﷺ told us that the end of this day, each nation will be told to follow the God that they used to worship. So those who worship the sun will follow the sun, and those who worship the moon will follow the moon. Those who used to worship idols, their gods will be made to appear before them and will walk before them, and these people who followed them will follow them. Those who used to worship Fir'aun will follow him. Then all these false gods will fall into the fire one after the other and their worshippers will tumble into hell after them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said regarding Fir'aun, يَقْدُمُ قَوْمَهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَأَوْرَدَهُمُ النَّارِ وَبِئْسَ الْوِرْدُ الْمَوْرُودِ He will go ahead of his people on the day of Qiyamah and will lead them into the fire. And evil indeed is the place to which they are led. So the Prophet ﷺ tells us in a lengthy hadith that on the day of Qiyamah, and this is the hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, Imam Muslim rahimahullah mentioned it, that a mu'adhin will call out, let every nation follow that which it used to worship. So there will be no one left who used to worship idols and stone altars, but they will all fall into the fire until there's no one left except those who used to worship Allah, righteous and immoral alike, and what is left of the people of the book. The Jews will be called, it will be said to them, what did you used to worship? They'll say, we used to worship Uzair, the son of Allah. It will be said to them, you've lied, for Allah has not taken a wife or a son. What do you want? They'll say, we're thirsty, O Lord, give us something to drink. It will be said to them, why don't you go and drink from there, drink there? And they will all be gathered into hell like a stampeding flock, and they will fall into the fire. Then the Christians will be called, and it will be said to them, What did you used to worship? They'll say, We used to worship the Messiah, the Son of God. It will be said to them, You've lied, for Allah has not taken a wife or son. What do you want? They'll say, We're thirsty, O Lord, give us to drink. It will be said to them, Why don't you go 
and drink there. They'll all be gathered into hell like a stampeding flock and they will fall into the fire. And then when there's no one left except those who used to worship Allah, whether they were righteous or immoral, the Lord of the worlds will come to them in a form different to that in which they had previously seen him. He'll say, what are you waiting for? Every nation is following that which they used to worship. They'll say, oh, our Lord, we kept away from the people in the world at the time when we needed them the most and we did not go with them. They'll say, I am your Lord. They'll say, we seek refuge with Allah from you. We will not associate anything with Allah. This will be repeated two or three times until some of them are about to turn on their heels. Then you'll say, is there any sign between you and him by which you will recognize him? They'll say, yes. Then the saq, the shin will be laid bare and there will be no one left who used to prostrate to Allah willingly and sincerely, but that Allah will grant him permission to make sujood and prostrate. And there will be no one left who used to prostrate only to avoid trouble or to show off, but that Allah will make his spine into one solid piece so that whatever he wants to prostrate and fall into sujood, he will fall on his back. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. Then they'll raise their heads and he will have changed into the form in which they had seen him the first time. And Allah will say, I am your Lord. And they will say, you are our Lord. Then the bridge will be set up over hell and the intercession will take place. And they'll say, oh Allah, save us, save us. It was said, oh messenger of Allah, what is the bridge? He said, it is the void in which one is likely to slip. In it, there are hooks and tongs and spikes like the thorns of the plant in Najd, known as Sa'dan. So the believers then will pass over it with the twinkling of an eye, like lightning or the wind or birds, and like fine horses and camels. Some will escape and be safe. Some will be scratched by the hooks and let go. And some will be piled up in the fire of hell. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. So what is the gathering of the disbelievers to hell going to be like? They will be driven like flocks of cattle, group by group, and they'll be harshly treated and shouted at from all sides as the herdsman does with his cattle or sheep. And those who disbelieve will be driven into hell in groups. And the texts also indicate that they'll be gathered to hell on their faces, not on their feet as they used to walk in this world. Those who will be gathered to hell on their faces. And the Prophet ﷺ, a man came to me and said, O Messenger of Allah, how will the disbelievers be gathered on his face on the day of Qiyamah? So the Prophet said, is not the one who made him walk on his feet in this world able to make him walk on his face on the day of Qiyamah? Qatada said, indeed he is, indeed he is, by the glory of your Lord, of our Lord. And another thing is that the torment will be increased by the fact that they'll be gathered with false gods and their helpers and followers. Allah said, Though he said to the angels, assemble those who did wrong together with their companions from the devils and that what they used to worship instead of Allah. And before they even reach the fire, the sounds of the fire will be roaring in their ears and this will fill their hearts with terror. And when they reach the fire and see its horrors with their own eyes, 
They'll be filled with regret and they'll wish that they could go back to this world so that they might be believers. Allah said, But they will find no way out from the fire. And then, how will the believers cross this bridge, the Sirat? And how will the believers be rid of the Munafiqeen and the hypocrites on the day of Qiyamah? Imam Tahawi rahimahullah mentioned, in this place, the hypocrites will be separated from the, believer, from the believers. They'll stand behind and the believers will go ahead. And a burial will be placed between them, which will prevent them from reaching them. Imam Bayhaqi rahimahullah narrated, that from Masruq that Abdullah said, Allah will gather the people on the day of Qiyamah. Some of them will be given light like a mountain in front of him. Some will be given more light than that. Some will be given their light like a palm tree to their right. And some will be given less than that on their right. The last one to be given light will be given on his big toe in front of him, which will shine on and off. And when it will shine, he'll move forward. And when it will be extinguished, he'll stand still. He and they will move forward across the Sirat. And the Sirat will be like the edge of a sword, a void in which one is likely to slip. It will be said to them, carry on, carry on as much as your light enables you to. Some of them will cross it like a falling star very fast. Others will cross it like the wind or like the blinking of an eye, or like a man running or jogging, according to the levels of his deed, of the level of his deeds. Then the one whose light is on his big toe will cross it, with one hand slipping and the other holding on, and one foot slipping and the other hanging on, with the fire hitting his sides, until when they pass it and reach safely, they'll say, Praise be to Allah, who has saved you from hell, who has saved us from you. Then the one whose light is on his big toe will cross it with one hand slipping and the other holding on and one foot slipping and the other hanging on with the fire hitting his sides until when they pass and reach safely. They'll say, Praise be to Allah who has saved us from you, the fire of hell. After we had seen you, we have been given what no one else has been given. And the Prophet ﷺ continued to describe to us what the meaning of the passing over hell is going to be like. The Prophet ﷺ mentions in the Sahih that the passing over the bridge of Sirat, the Prophet ﷺ said, by the one in whose hand is my soul, no one who made the Pledge of Allegiance under the tree will enter hell. Hafsa said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, doesn't Allah say, there is not one of you but will pass over it? He said, have you not heard him say, then we shall save those who used to fear Allah and were dutiful to him, and we shall leave the zalimun therein, humble to their knees in hell. So what is the real nature of as-sarat? And what is the belief of the ahl sunnah concerning the sarat? So the word sarat actually means a clear path or way. And in shari'iyah, it means a bridge will be, which will be set up over hell, which the first and the last of people will have to pass over. And it's a bridge between paradise and hell. We believe in it. 
We believe in the Sarat, which is a bridge over hell. And when the people have left the place of standing, they will reach a place in which the darkness will be cast upon them just before the Sarat. Because we believe in the Sarat, a bridge over hell. When the people have left the place of standing, they will reach a place in which the darkness will be cast upon them just before the Sarat. Because Aisha radiallahu anha said, the Messenger of Allah was asked, where will the people be on the day when the earth is changed into another earth in the heavens? He said, they will be in darkness before the bridge. So now let us conclude with what Imam Qurtubi rahimahullah mentioned regarding what we've learned from the crossing of the Sarat, think now how our hearts will be filled with terror when you see the Sarat, how narrow it is. Our gaze falls upon the blackness of hell beneath it. Then our ears are filled with the angry roaring of hell and we are commanded to walk on the Sarat. Even though we're so weak, our heart is pounding, our feet are trembling, our backs so weighed down with the burden of our sins, we can hardly walk on the land, let alone the narrow, narrow edge of the Sarat. How will it be when we put one of our feet upon it and we feel how sharp it is and we're forced to lift our other foot and other people are ahead of us slipping and stumbling and the keepers of hell are grabbing them with hooks and spikes and we can see them tilting their heads towards hell and lifting their feet. What a terrifying scene it'll be. How difficult will it be to cross this narrow space? And he concluded and said, imagine ourselves when we're on the Sarat and we look at hell beneath us, black and filled with darkness, with its intense heat and leaping flames, and we are alternately walking and crawling across it. We conclude, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make every stage in the life hereafter from the moment we leave this world and our eyes close, from the moment we breathe our last, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for us, for all of the believing men and women. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us with a life that is worth living, a life in servitude to Him, a life of His obedience, and a life in which we prepare for every single thing which is indeed inevitable. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.